From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone. Hi there. It is uh, Tuesday, would be the 3rd of May. I think it's May 3, something like that. On OneRadioNetwork.com. I woke up yesterday morning and uh, I thought it was Sunday. I, I, you know, I just went for the first hour or so. Oh, this Sunday, and I'm just going to work on my screenplays and until I figured out I looked on my computer I said oh it's Monday better do the show so I like losing days like that because you know me we don't believe in time and so it doesn't matter anyway right so it's just another another time when the sun comes around again good morning to you our 800 line is open if you have a question for our guest uh, it is 888-663-6386 email patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. In about an hour and a half, we're going to talk with Constitutional Authority Richard Proctor. You may have heard last night that uh, somehow the Supreme Court clerks, some one of the 45, leaked a document suggesting that the Supreme Court is going to overturn Roe v. Wade. So we're going to talk to him about uh, who, who decides... When life begins, is it Supreme Court? Is it politicians? Is it you? Is it God? I mean, who? I mean, who? So we're going to talk to him about that. And also about the mask mandate thing and does the CDC have the authority to try to overturn the Florida um, uh, decision to say you can fly without a mask on. So so we're going to do that in a little while. Now, for our first guest is an interesting lady. Her name is Kulreet Chandre. Kulreet Chandre, and she is an Ayurveda physician. I know enough about Ayurveda just to come in out of the rain and ask some good questions. I've studied it over the years, and it's really pretty cool. And uh, she has a, a couple of books uh, that uh, she has written over the years. One is Sound Medicine, and another one is uh, called The Prime. And her latest book is, uh, the latest book is, why don't I know the name of your latest book? I mean, come on, I should know the name of your latest book. Where is it? The latest one is Sound Medicine. You got it. Oh. You're, you're making me write a third book oh. without my consent here, Patrick. Oh, I see. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, this is Sound, is this Sound Medicine? Sound I'm Medicine sorry. is the latest book. See, That's all right. Duh. I mean, you know, I've just been doing this for a few years. I should know what I'm doing. No, you're foreshadowing. You're foreshadowing my next book, which I haven't spoken to anyone about, Patrick. Oh, <laughs> I see. Including myself. Well, good morning. You look great, and you live in San Diego, right? In, uh, yes. Uh, um, and um, you went to school out there, and you did medical school, and you did the whole thing, mm-hmm. right? I did the whole thing. They had no intention of practicing Ayurvedic medicine. Wanted to be your normal, yeah. you know, average neurologist. Stay no. in your lane. Do your thing. And then, boom, life said, guess what? We're doing something else with you. <laughs> yeah, so, and so you and you studied here, Ayurveda, and also then you went to India where... That's mm-hmm. the real, the good stuff, right? The classic. That's, yeah, that, it, you know what? You're right. That is, that's the good stuff. That's good when stuff. it gets real. Yeah. yeah, when you're when you're going out, right, to like collect cow's urine to mix with some of those, I'm like, okay, this is this is not the way we were doing it in America. <laughs> yeah, they actually use, don't they? They use cow's 
You're in four different. In, so, in, in, in some very, very rare formulations. Whoa. But, you know, in, in India, it's like hardcore. It's like the way that it was done, you know, thousands of years ago, which was why it was so important for me to incorporate that as part of my Ayurvedic training. Very different mm-hmm. from being, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the wards at UCLA. <laughs> very different. <laughs> um, but it was it was so enriching to actually be out and see yeah. like the authentic use of Ayurvedic medicine. So what was it uh, when you were in this country that catapulted you out uh, to India? I mean, uh, did God whisper in your ear and say, Kulreet, it's time to go to India. Well, it's funny you say that because I I think in a sense, that's what happens to all of us, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever we have these inspiring moments, I don't think anybody wakes up and says, hey, life in San Diego is just way too good. Um, You know, how do I I give up this gig where everything is just perfect? Perfect weather, perfect perfect weather. Yeah, perfect career. Um, You know, that this is going good. Nah, let's just drop this and go somewhere else. I, I think it's always, you know, something that has to be bigger than like your daily personality would just get stuck in the, well, I wake up, I do this. Right. Um, and that's very much what happened. I had an opportunity to study some of the ancient records um, from 8,000 years ago um, that had never really been studied as far as I know by a Western physician. Um, and it was like, well, you could, you know, keep doing what you're doing in beautiful San Diego and, you know, everything was going really well with my career. Or you could give this a go and look at some of the oldest records. They're called the Siddha records. Um, Patrick, they're even older than the Ayurvedic records. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's, I describe it as it's the practice of quantum biology. So it's like when you take the understanding of, of, of quantum physics and pull that together with your understanding of biology. And you're you're doing what I call Jedi medicine, right? Mm. Like this is like the medicine that Yoda would be practicing. That's great. Well. So I just I couldn't resist. It was it was just too it was too big of an interest, too big of a mystery. And the scientist in me, as well as like the yogi in me, just was like, Yes, come on, we gotta do this. Get on a plane and let let's go. <laughs> and how long did you uh, stay in India studying this the good stuff the good yeah studying the good stuff i was there for two and a half years and we still go back but now it's going to be you know it's more on a part-time basis so one foot planted firmly here in the u.s and then one foot going back you know to that that project there so two and a half like years of just full immersion um and now it'll be it'll it'll be an ongoing lifelong passion to stay connected to that project So you so say we, you have a partner that you're going, you're going with? Yeah, it's so funny because I don't even, I don't. I think we is my pronoun now. You know, my, yeah, me too. That's my husband I and I do so much together um, that I don't even, you know, I don't even think about it anymore. But yes, my husband and I, we, we both went for this project. We set up an Ayurvedic and Siddha medicine center oh. there. Um, and that was really like the combination of I'm kind of the, the hardcore scientist. I need to understand how things work. Um, and he's just the full on, you know, gypsy yogi <laughs> who, you know, like just goes to these places and just like merges with the land and the energy and just gets completely embraced by everybody and everything. And all the healers are like, oh, yes, we have found, you know, the people. So as I'm like, 
you know, going to work and doing like the super rational left brain way. You know, he, he's just having like people come out of the forest, you know, going, I'm going to teach you this rare thing. And like, I'd come home from work and go, hey, I just, you know, I just read this amazing formula. He's like, yeah, so I can now see in colors. You know, <laughs> I was just like, what? <laughs> what? Okay, so I want to know about this Yoda medicine 7,000 years ago. What did what yeah. these what did these dudes and dudettes uh, know about the uh, uh, the body and life and uh, uh, you know seven thousand years ago that we just don't know now? I mean, some pretty interesting things. Can you can you explore some of that with us? Yeah, absolutely. I think Patrick, you know, the challenge is we have this concept of time being linear. You just said time doesn't exist. And I'll just say like when we experience time, right, in the third dimension where time does exist, right? right? It doesn't ultimately exist, but it does exist on certain planes. When we experience time, we assume that it's linear, meaning we must always be going forward. And the Eastern perspective is very different. It looks at time as cyclic, meaning that time kind of wraps on itself and so you have periods where humanity will know more than periods when they will know less and then periods when they will know more hmm. and so if you understand time as being cyclic it's not so upsetting when you find out that we knew more seven thousand years ago and then lost the knowledge and are hopefully now starting to rediscover some of those aspects and so when you say well what did what did this yoda medicine what did this do us know that we don't know which by the way star wars is actually based on the lives and the the mythology that lives around the siddhas that's why i call it yoda medicine but what they understood was that this physical body this is like part of who you are this is the densest part right mm-hmm. so when we feel our bones and, and skin it's not that that doesn't exist it's just that's not the only thing that exists and that we are actually layers of energy and each energy field has different qualities. And for example, if you think of the mind, um, where is the mind located? It's not just the brain. The mind is, you know, even though the not brain physical. is important. Right. It's not physical. Right, but it's way beyond just the brain. So even when we start to think about the mind, right, it's something that we can't quite put like our, our fingers on. And in my training as a neurologist, when we did EEGs, we were we were picking up electromagnetic waves. So right there, we know that we're actually even discharging, right, energy fields that we can measure. So what they understood was the physical body is the densest form of subtler aspects of that are energetic layers of energy. And because we are energetic body, now I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow now from George Lucas, but because we are energy, we can tap into this force, right, that connects all of us, this field of energy that connects all of us, and that that can be used for healing. And it's not just something invisible, it's something that when you look at certain plants, right, they have certain energies and certain qualities, which is why they can be healing. And when you look at certain foods, they have certain, you know, impacts on our body and our mind. And so food was medicine, plants were used as medicine, meditation was used as medicine. It was just a much, much more holistic understanding of how we as human beings manage our energy and how that energy impacts our health and how food, for example, really can impact even the way that we're thinking and feeling because of this energetic 
you know, connection. And, and of course, when we translate that into biology, then people go like, oh, okay, it makes sense. We have now, you know, located this particular chemical that we know is good for the brain that happens to be found, you know, in um, like in yams or, or whatever, you know, then right. we go, oh, okay, that makes sense. But that's just a teeny tiny part of the overall equation. Yeah, because if we, uh, let's see, if we have like, uh, let's just use a common thing. Let's just say if we have a lot of fear going on. And uh, fear Chinese medicine affects the kidneys similar in mm-hmm. Ayurveda? Okay. Well, so Ayurveda actually was the seeds for Chinese medicine, Chinese so they're very, 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 very similar. Close. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so if, if folks, somebody has some fear thing going on, and you do all the great things, the great foods, and Hushi Wu or whatever for the kidneys and kidney cleanses and stuff, yeah. in your opinion, if you don't, you can still have kidney issues if you don't clear up the emotional, uh, you know, stuff in that kidney, yeah. baby. Yeah, you so know? Na- na- now you're talking my language, Patrick. I know, I now could you're tell. talking my language. I could tell. And this is this is the interface of the mind and the body, and you know, this is this is why it's so important to understand the impact of food on the mind, but also the impact of you know, your mind on, on your body. So when I approach somebody, so I'm going to talk about, let's say somebody who has a a kidney disorder and in Ayurveda, we would call that a Vata disorder. So Vata is one of the three Ayurvedic doshas, Vata, Pitta, and Kapha Mm -hmm. are the three doshas. So we diagnose disorders according to the underlying dosha um, imbalance. And doshas are just your, your unique mind body type, how the energy is moving in your body. So, because you are physical, right, food is going to be important to helping to rectify that. So, choosing certain foods might even increase the fear. So, when we think about food as medicine, food can also be a poison, though. So, if you're eating predominantly like processed foods, you know, that can make the fear worse. Um, And we now, Patrick, understand that even, you know, in, from a medical standpoint of how that impacts the microbiome, that, oh, when you change the gut flora that is living in your in your digestive system, you will actually change the way that the brain is functioning. So we understand that, you know, eating more junk food leads to pathogenic bacteria and other microorganisms in the gut, and that that can shift neurotransmission. So we, we're starting to get that, right? But what people don't realize is, let's say you're predominantly vata, your your body and mind type is vata, you might be doing the right thing by eating a bunch of vegetables, raw vegetables, a bunch of salads, you know, um, drinking cold water because you heard from somewhere that cold water helps you lose weight. Well, all of that is going to actually worsen your vata Increase imbalance. the vata, right? Increase the vata. Yeah, it yeah. increases the vata. You know this. You know this, well, Patrick. So this is going to actually increase the vata and your fear is going to get worse so you're thinking you're doing all the right things but because anxiety insomnia constipation those are the natural consequences from having a vata imbalance the fear is going to get worse so the first thing we want to do is get you eating the right food warm you know unctuous foods things like ghee get you really grounded But now to your point, you brought up a brilliant point, which so many people miss. Okay, so you did the physical part, fantastic. What that means is now you have supported that organ 
to now go deeper into what is the corresponding program in the mind that is associated with this fear. Now you have to do, you know, the other side of the coin. You've got to do the work on the other side of the coin and look at, you know, was it childhood trauma that never got processed, which, you know, that's true for like 95% of human beings on the planet at this time. It's just a time where we don't have a lot of consciousness on how um, different things impact child development. So could it have been something like that? Um, You know, was it um, some event even later on in life that didn't get processed? In Ayurveda, there's this concept of ama, which Patrick, have you ever heard of ama? Ama, Yeah, ama is like um, um, to breathe. It's kind of, kind of stashed in your body somewhere. Yeah. So here's the great thing about this concept of ama Hmm. is it's not just physical debris; it's mental debris. Mental debris. Anything that is undigested. So anything undigested by the body. So it could be, you know, you were exposed to some chemical in the environment. But it could also be some some experience in life that was undigested. And anything that is undigested, any ama in the mind will result in a physical problem. Got to, right? Because yeah. the mind body is one thing. It's one. It's one yeah. thing. So it's it's not possible to to have some kind of thing going on that you had childhood trauma that you haven't worked through without being Absolutely. affecting you at this moment unconsciously, right? Absolutely. And the older you get and the longer it's been there, the more it gets seeded, you can mm. say, in the body. And that's when we'll diagnose it, you know, either in TCM and Ayurvedic, we'll go, oh, it's a vata imbalance or it's, it's hitting the kidneys, it's hitting the colon, it's, it's affecting the body in this way. And so immediately you want to begin to heal the body by choosing the appropriate foods, by choosing, you know, the appropriate herbs, but simultaneously, you also want to deprogram the mind. And Patrick, I will tell you, you know, when we talk about like those miraculous turn turnarounds where somebody has spontaneous healing, I don't consider them miraculous because it's usually a lot of work. You do a lot of emotional work. Right. And I have never seen something as powerful as you know once you understand your dosha once you understand your body type and you go okay i can i can live like this like i can eat for i can take care of my body correctly and then when you release the underlying emotional program associated with the with the disease it just it turns around amazing because the mind thing is it is an instantaneous thing isn't it as soul we just decide to not go somewhere anymore. Okay, I'm just not yes. going to do that anymore. I just, okay, I'm yes. done. I'm done. And then it's over, right? Then? And, and it, once it's over for your mind, the, the, the body immediately starts to unlearn it. Because, Patrick, most of your cells are, are replicating and changing, right? Yeah. So, in, in I think it's like in three years, you're, you're changing almost all of the cells in your body. So, if every cell is being replicated, why is disease like where where is the memory of disease being carried on and so that is what's held in the mind and so once the mind changes it's sending a completely different amount of information to the cells of your body we've done quite a few shows with people and we have a a lady on again next week on german new medicine and they do some Mm -hmm. great work with uh, traumas and dr hammer Mm -hmm. discovered that a trauma you know will start the, the process of all kinds of things cancer absolutely 
So in, in your opinion, how, when you work with people, is it, um, for the most part, they just kind of see where they've been holding on or they have something there and they go, okay, I can let that go. I don't have to go so, there anymore. I mean, is it that simple sometimes? It, it, it's that simple sometimes. Usually the younger you are, the simpler it can be just because it hasn't been as integrated. What's more common is when when I first start working with a patient and, I, and I'll ask, okay, so, you know, what traumas have you been through? Oh, I haven't gone through any traumas because, of course, our own traumas are just our normal narrative, right? And so unless you've really been doing a lot of work, you haven't even looked at your own narrative with an unbiased lens to realize I've gone through like complex trauma and complex trauma is where it's not necessarily one thing, but you've gone through patterns of things over a long period of time. So for most people, what I do, and, and this is the beauty of the body mind connection is you can use the body to heal the mind, right? So for most people, I first work on figuring out what is their dosha, get them eating appropriately, right? Getting their body to begin to just detoxify on a physical level. And Patrick, what that does is it prepares the mind for healing, hmm. right? So first oh. we get the body where it's grounded because you don't want to start releasing all of these traumatic you know, memories and experiences when the body's not grounded because there was a reason that your mind hid this from you because it was difficult. If it was easy, it would have been like, oh, this is no problem. You know, let's just face this. And so first you've got to get the body strong enough. This is my philosophy is first get the body strong enough, get the person grounded, you know, get their dosha imbalance under better control, get their digestion stronger. The stronger your digestion, the, the stronger your mind, the easier it is to release this. And then I start begin, I start, you know, begin putting them on certain herbs that help to release trauma from the mind by strengthening the mind. Herbs like Brahmi. There's a wonderful herb, Shankapushvi. Patrick, have you ever tried Shankapushvi? Does that sound familiar? No, I want some though, because it sounds great. All right, you've got it. You've got to talk to your Ayurvedic practitioner. It's one of my favorite herbs. Sananta aging herb is just fantastic. Shankapushvi. Shankapushvi. (laughs) It just rolls right off your tongue. Shankapushvi. I like it. And another herb I love using is ashwagandha for the yeah. because it does strengthen like the kidneys. It strengthens your 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 body's ability to deal with stress. So now we've got the body ready. We've got the mind ready, right? And so then, for some people, Patrick, they will automatically at this point start remembering things or start having realizations. Yeah. And usually at this point, I'll recommend some kind of you know sound therapy, um, like a mantra meditation, something where your mind can now begin to transcend the thoughts, right? And so in that process, you may just start to naturally be like, oh my gosh, wow, I actually didn't realize, you know, I'm codependent or hmm. I never realized that, you know, my my mom or my father's, you know, alcoholism had shifted my life in this way. You know, you, you start to have like these realizations. I would say for the majority of people, they need help with somebody outside of themselves to be able to see clearly so then there's a few therapies i really recommend in addition to the food changes we've made in addition to the herbs in addition to the meditation one is emdr and the other one is lifespan integration therapy those are the two that i find help to rewire the brain and when you have done the work with the body and you've opened up the mind and you're supporting it with the herbs and you have a meditation practice when you do these types of therapies that help to rewire the brain, 
that then you start to see that like whoa wow it's just gone like i don't have that i don't have that thought anymore because now your your brain has changed its pattern and when your brain changes its pattern your body changes you know i've I've never really thought about the idea that um as we change things in the body brain and then that actually affects the mind but it has to if it goes both ways right absolutely that's the easiest way to do it patrick i feel like people do it the hard way like through willpower or all the stuff that were like like i'm gonna get over this you know or i'm gonna change i'm gonna change this habit i'm like you could do that changing the mind it's a lot of work changing the body super easy like just super easy because it's just biochemistry right and so i always start by first change the body right like change the way you're eating if you want to change like the way you're thinking change the way you're eating eat according to your dosha get off the processed food you know first start to do that and then add the herbs that change the mind from the inside out uh, let me. I got to take this thing off. You're not Adam Bergstrom. I knew you weren't. Adam. I'm not Adam Bergstrom. You don't who even you turned me into. You don't even look like Adam Bergstrom. I'm gonna put you. <laughs> uh, I like know. the name though. Yeah, Adam. yeah. He's a, he's a. I regular. sound like a superhero. You are a superhero. He he's out of he's out of control. Okay, so how do we spell your name? You spell it for me. C H A. It's C H A U, D H, A R Y last name is that is my that is my that's my last name oh i'm gonna do your first name okay what's your first name first name is k-u-l <laughs> i can't believe we're doing this on the air i don't care you know that's all right k-u-l k-u-l-r-e-e chandra and t is in tom i don't know patrick i kind of liked going by adam uh, i know you were you were looking pretty good for adam and then we're gonna just yeah. put sound medicine right sound medicine yeah, one? you can put sound medicine. Let's do sure. That. What else you want to add here? I don't know. Let's put your phone number there. No, but you're married to that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you think? What do you think? M- mother of a th- of a thirteen year old boy. Mm-hmm. That should make me a superhero. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a mother of a thirteen year old boy, and I don't want to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I actually love my son, and he's a teenager. <laughs> you know, the other cool thing about uh, you know the the body is the idea that that we talk quite a bit about is um as as we do these things like we're in all kinds of different herbs like pine pollen and we're, we're hydrogen crazy people around here i don't know if you uh-huh. you know hydrogen machine you breathe hydrogen anyway uh that we we feel better right and when you feel better and you have more energy then you have the more chi and prana and whatever it takes to oh, to work on the mind stuff and, and yes. meditate and you yoga and i don't know, exercise right I mean, uh, no, my- and, and that and that's exactly why I start with the body first. Is if you try to go into these big changes, like trying to change your mood and the way you feel in these old patterns, uh-huh. and your body's weak, your digestion is poor. It that takes so much energy to overcome these old patterns, mm-hmm. and you you get started and then you know the process of change itself is exhausting so if you get the body prepared for this by just simply you know improving your digestion eating the foods that's going to that's going to balance your your doshas right your your individual mind body type 
you're essentially stacking the deck in your favor, Hmm. right? You're getting everything so that you're getting enough of whatever you want to call it. Like you said, the chi, you're getting all of the energy flowing so that when the heavy lifting, which is changing these old patterns, which you might have had since the age of two or three, <laughs> right? <laughs> you you want to have like enough energy to be able to combat that. You can't feel, you know, frail and fragile. You've got to feel like, yes, I can do this. Yeah, good for you. Uh, we're going to take a little break here, promote a couple products, okay? And sure. then, and then uh, we're going to talk about uh, this whole dosha thing and and how folks can sure. figure that out. So. But I'm going to tease it by if they get your book, Sound Medicine, which I think they should, they can learn what their dosha is. Or do they have? If they get my book, The Prime, Sound Medicine oh, talks prime. more about sound, but The Prime talks about the doshas and everything else. Yes. Oh, I see. Okay, see. Boy, I got two books. All right. We'll get them both. Okay. Stay right there. Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com with uh, um, very nice, interesting lady. Huh? We love talking about this. So uh, we have something that's on sale that I think you're going to like. It's elk velvet, and uh, it's from um, Sir Thrival and Daniel Vitalis. Previously with Daniel Vitalis, talking about elk velvet antler from Sir Thrival. Elk antler or deer antler products are probably the most regenerative substance that we can find in nature, at least for mammals. A couple things that I think are really cool about it is mm-hmm. that it's got six types of collagen. Yeah, so that's that. really that's really amazing. When you think about the antler of an elk or a deer, these are an organ that grow in just three months' time and then fall off, and the very next year they grow back. Mammals don't typically regenerate organs that fall off, but antlers from all of the cervid mammals are completely regenerated. In order for them to regenerate, they need to contain substances that cause regeneration, and that's like the 24 growth factors that we find in elk velvet antler. Regeneration. We like that word. Growth factors. We love that word. For boys and girls, that's you. Exclusively from Sir Thrival and exquisitely produced. Daniel Vitalis, OneRadioNetwork.com. That's pretty cool because uh, this is on sale right now. And people ask me how they get this and they don't hurt the little elkies. No, they don't put a tourniquet on them or anything like that. All they do, they're farm-raised in New Zealand, and uh, the, they get the velvet off of, the, off of the, these, these antlers, which fall off every year and grow. I mean, it's crazy. It's like having your arm fall off and growing a new arm. I mean, they do that. These huge things fall off, and then they grow them again. They do that here in Texas, but there's this little deer antlers things which is pretty interesting. So it's very powerful organ. They're organs. Uh, they're real living organs, and they have this velvet on there that they get them, and they don't hurt them, and they're, you know, you know, they probably make them watch the news and they go to sleep. No, I'm just kidding. No, I don't do that. <laughs> or they just go, mm. oh, they, they doze off, right? Uh, so check it out. It's on sale right now. Use promo code STRONG20, promo code STRONG20, on OneRadioNetwork.com, strong 20, 20% off on all Elk Velvet uh, products for the next couple of weeks or so. We came in contact with um, Dr. Rulin Shu several years ago. She's a quantum physicist, really cool lady, uh, Chinese medicine and uh, all, all kinds of really great things. And she created a product called Pearlsium. 
And I bet uh, Dr. Chandri might know about uh, Pearl being used in different formulas. Yeah, she's shaking her head there. I can see her in the green room. And Pearl is a pretty amazing thing. This is real Pearl that Dr. Ruin Shu figured out how to uh, put into a powdered form without messing up the cellular matrix. And it's mostly calcium, but it has a lot of other target proteins and minerals. And we brush our teeth with this. It's amazing. It's like crazy good. It's Pearl Sim. So you can get yourself two or three containers of this. We recommend you get three. And it actually has been used for beauty uh, for a long time in Chinese medicine and in some Ayurvedic formulas to take in internally. I don't, I don't I'll ask Dr. Chandri what other things a pearl might do. But to brush your teeth with it, it's crazy. I mean, you know, look look at my toothies. It's like, it's like, okay, it's like crazy. Uh, uh, people comment on my teeth all the time. Your teeth look great. That's all I use. I gave up toothpaste years ago, and it's just, it's it's crazy good. My dentist thinks thinks I'm nuts, and he loves it now, so I, I give him some, you know, like that. And, uh, it's great. It's Pearl Sim. It's on OneRadioNetwork.com. Check it out. I think you'll really, I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, your teeth will never, never look so cool as this baby, and they, they kind of, they come out looking like pearl, not like uh, you know. The, we don't recommend doing the bleach thing, and you don't want to do that. You know, you, you look like Tom Cruise. It's great, but you know, it's not, it's not good for you. <laughs> it's not good. You know, don't do that. You use the Pearl Sim. It'll be a lot better. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is one radionetwork.com. Did I just create Tom Cruise karma by doing that? I gotta watch, be careful, you know. <laughs> it's so it's amazing. I sometimes I'll you, you'll get you'll like this. I think uh, where I'll just spend five seconds giving somebody a hard time that I see on the internet. Five seconds, right? Five seconds. You know, yeah. you just lose you lose your state of consciousness. You go, I can't believe you did. And then that night, I'll have a dream with them. You know, working that one. Yeah. Out. You know, it's like, okay, what's up with that? But Patrick, you know, <laughs> just look at that for a second. I know. Like that, that. That's wonderful. Just to be that connected, right? That's just just a sign of of being so connected that your your own consciousness is automatically correcting you so i would say how great is that that's really great no right it is, it how is great good. is that that you're that aware of like oh hold on i'm going down the wrong road here <laughs> and you're self-correcting so that's you know that's that's the whole goal really just of, for of even these ancient medical practices is just to create that alignment and that correction right so that you have the insight of what you should be doing and and what you shouldn't be doing so, so we can just stay fantastic. stay awake right so we stay awake mm-hmm. we know well, we get a little yeah, we weird. stay awake right, yeah, as get, much as possible. Get a little yeah. weird for ten seconds or thirty seconds, or sometimes longer, and we say, "Okay, well, I'm I'm done. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with this." I wonder, um, what, what's your opinion on that? So, say we say we would jump into fear for a minute and forty eight seconds, and then catch ourselves. Do you think that yeah. affects the organ in a minute and forty eight seconds? I think you know everything we think affects our organs, but we shouldn't get into this. I don't get into this like rigid place of having to police myself. You don't have to do that because if you can just connect to your feelings and go like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling great, and then just get into a habit of what do I need to do to feel better. You know, you're human. It's okay. You don't have to be perfect. That's not the point of human life. 
but it just means that the majority of the time that you're living in a way that your life is going down a certain path, right? And what I like to do is I like to stack the deck in my favor. And that's (laughs) what I love about Ayurveda is if if I know like my individual mind-body type and I know what my tendencies are and I know what will throw me off, I stack the deck in my favor so that you know, I'm eating a certain way, I'm taking certain herbs, I'm living my day a certain way, right? I'm getting up and doing certain things in the morning so that I know that for the most part, even if something comes out of left field and throws me way off there and suddenly I find myself in a very fearful place, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to get back. I'm not going to hang out there yeah. forever. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's having that knowledge, right, that allows you to have that dynamic flexibility and you can just be a person rather than a robot. Well, see, I like that. Thank you for that because, see, I'm a Scorpio and we, sometimes we get a little carried away with that stuff. So that's good. To, <laughs> thank you for saying that. Yeah. Of course. You know, it, it's this idea that, yeah, it's like, woo. Um, so talk to us like we're a young child or a golden retriever, uh-huh. and we like to say that yeah. around here. <laughs> like a golden retriever, okay. <laughs> Talk to us like that and explain the doshas. Now, doshas, if I understand, they're not something that are that are set in stone. They're just our tendencies, and these change as well, right? Don't they change? Yeah, so that's a very good point. You can yeah. say, so first of all, dosha mm-hmm. is your mind-body type, mm-hmm. right? And Patrick, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that we keep seeing this theme coming up or people are trying to eat for your blood type or, you know, like we're always trying to figure out, well, what type am I? And I think that comes from the inner knowledge and from our experience that not all things work for all people equally. Like somebody could go on a raw vegan diet and be like, oh, I feel amazing. Another person would be like, I have no energy whatsoever. So there's this inherent understanding that we're not all created the same, and yet there are certain patterns that we can see. And so doshas are the original description of those types. And there's three doshas in Ayurveda, vata, pitta, and kapha. And each one of these are associated with certain qualities, and they're based on the elements that are associated with them. So in Ayurveda, just like traditional Chinese medicine, you know, we look at nature as being composed of certain elements. So vata is is composed of the elements of space and air. Pitta is composed of the elements of fire and water. And kapha is composed of the elements of water and earth. Yeah. And so, um, so kapha people, for example, they have a pretty easy time of sleeping really well, kind of. Exactly. Each one of the doshas has certain strengths, mm-hmm. and it has certain, well, all of them have strengths, and when you're in balance, you're really enjoying the strengths, and when you're out of balance, it looks differently. So, vata, which tends to naturally build, you know, um, thinner, they tend to be very talkative, very enthusiastic, very creative people. When they're in balance, they have tremendous energy, they love exploring the world, but when they're out of balance, they can, you know, we were talking about fear, they tend towards anxiety, they can tend towards constipation, um, they can tend towards insomnia, and now that, that's vata out of balance. Pitta, when it's in balance, they're like the energizer bunnies, they have so much energy and focus, and they, they're like so goal-oriented, you know, they tend to be the people who like, 
oh, there's a mountain, let me go climb it. Like they're very determined individuals, but out of balance, they can become very angry, impatient. Um, They tend to get all of the inflammatory conditions. That's what they look like out of balance. And, you know, cough, as you mentioned, when it's in balance, you know, I tend to think of like, um, characters in particular that help to reflect mm. these. So, yeah. like Winnie the Pooh is a great example <laughs> of a Kafa person in balance. You know, really easygoing, yeah. very loyal, you know, and just taking life as it comes. But out of balance, Kafa can become overweight, it can become lethargic, it can be kind of depressed, kind of like an Eeyore. You know, so you've got Pooh as the balanced, you know, Kafa and Eeyore as the out of balance Kafa. And so each one of us have usually one dominant. Um, Sometimes you can have a second one that comes really close. And as you said, you know, they do change with different conditions. You do have, like, from the time of birth, you have one or two that are predominant. And then as you age, that has an influence on them during different life events that can change it during different seasons. It can throw them off a little bit. So first, understanding what your main dosha is, is very important. And then understanding what are the factors that can bring it in balance or out of balance. And then just being able to implement that information in your life interesting and uh, through the book uh, your book uh, your book called uh, the prime have people could really figure that out i've been to several ayurvedic doctors over the years and they do the pulse thing you know they they listen yes, to your uh-huh. pulse and and they do this and they just listen very carefully you know and, and then i've had some people say well you're you're pitta vata then i've had other people say i'm vata pitta you know so uh-huh. uh so so they could have both been correct and you change around they are it just means that that like for example so i said most people like 80 percent of people are a combination of two like i'm also pitta vata right generally but as you get older your vata will increase so if you feel my pulse now compared to you know 10 years ago because i'm 10 years older i'll have more vata in my physiology now just because now i am older but the seasons have a huge impact. So summer, which is hot, is pitta season. Mm-hmm. So if somebody checks your pulse during summertime, you're going to feel more pitta in the pulse, right? If they check it during the fall, they're going to feel more vata in the pulse. I see. But when there's that superficial kind of dynamic part of it, but then there's also kind of like the deeper set patterns, which... You know, you you can see like in yourself, like, oh, yes, my tendency under certain circumstances is like I'll get, you know, fearful or, or I'll get anxious or I'll get withdrawn. So there's bigger themes where you go, yes, in general, this is, you know, how I respond. And then under certain circumstances, though, like Pitta could be wor- worse, you know, or Vata could be worse. The whole point is as human beings like we are dynamic right like the the goal of 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 knowing your dosha isn't to typecast you is to understand that you are dynamic your your interaction with the environment is dynamic now what are the factors in this dynamic relationship that will make you feel better versus make you feel worse and you can start with the foods right start with and you can start with the foods. I mean, so many people don't realize how much their food influences their mind. Yeah. And there's there's an Ayurvedic proverb that says, you, you your, your mind, essentially, you will think the way you eat. So you are what you eat. And we, you know, that's an American proverb. You are what you, you, are eat, what you eat, you know? Yeah. yeah. 
And so where does that come from? And it comes from the fact that our foods influence our microbiome. They influence the type of neurotransmitters we make. They, they influence everything in our body. So it actually would go from, uh, say, digestion and microbiome to brain to mind that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. And what what you know what makes me feel really sad, like as as a practitioner, is when I'll I'll see a patient come in who's trying to do all the right things. And I'll give you an example, Patrick, like somebody who's a pit, the person goes, oh, I hear that eating fermented food is good. And so I've been eating all this fermented food and I'm just, you know, I'm feeling worse and worse and worse. I'm getting rashes. I'm getting short tempered. I'm getting angry. And it's because, well, fermented foods actually worsen a pitta imbalance. And so here this person might be trying to do the right thing, sure. but they're noticing that they're losing their temper more. They're getting more, you know, short with everybody. They're getting more frustrated. And it's like, why is this not working? for me and that's why understanding your dosha is so important. important yeah 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 boy i think we've all been through that and you know our listeners most of them have Absolutely. been through all kinds of you know all kinds of different doctors and naturopathic people and we've all done a lot of that and do something for a year and say man it's not working here something's not right, right. <laughs> something's not right <laughs> you know something's not right uh, um, like i know it works in the books but yeah. it's not working in me. And that's where knowing your body type, your body-mind time is so important is you take the guesswork, you know, out of it and you're not following, you know, just every trend. You're, you're actually eating for life based on what you individually need. And Patrick, I see so many people who come in on like 25 different supplements. I'm like, if you're on yeah. 25 different supplements, you, you don't know your mind-body type. Like you're not living according to it. And usually it's just changing a few core habits and a few core things in their, in their diet that will reduce that supplement list just to just like a few things that just they really need to help things. to balance the dosha. Yeah. And that's what it should look like. It should, you know, approaching your body like this should feel liberating. It shouldn't feel like, oh... It's a new type of cell. It's a padded cell. It's much better than just being on medications. <laughs> it's a padded cell. You know, it's like a new type of cell. All right. um, it should feel liberating. You should be like, okay, I finally get it. And that doesn't mean you can never get sick again. It just means you go, oh, yeah, I understand how I got here. I understood, like, you know, oh, well, this happened. And then I had to eat like this or I was traveling a lot. And then because of that, I started to feel this way. It should. You should understand your own narrative of how do you get from sickness to health and health to sickness so that you're in control. Well, you know how the Western mind is, God love us. You know, we're always trying to fix things, right? I know. <laughs> it's like we're trying to fix things. Versus oh. just nurturing yeah. ourselves, right? Like, it's first of all, we're not broken. Not broken. We're not broken. There's nothing that needs to be fixed. It's just embracing who we are without judgment, you know, loving who we are without any judgment and then nurturing those qualities. And that's to me has been the most wonderful thing of knowing like your dosha is you just, you get yourself, you get yourself. You know, I've had people who've come into my office are like, I had one guy, I won't use the exact language he used because it's, <laughs> it's he's profoundly to describe himself, but his chief complaint. So when, you know, you have a patient come in, there's chief complaint and his chief complaint was, I'm, I'm going to say jerk. He's like, I'm a jerk. And I was like, okay, that is your chief complaint. And I was like, you're a jerk. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you know what? I came to you because a friend of mine recommended you and just said, wow, like she just changed everything. 
And, you know, I don't even know why I'm here, but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll tell you, like, I just don't like who I am. I'm just, I'm, I'm mean to everybody. So we worked together and over the course of a few months, I mean, is that, it was just, just such a sweet, I thought, like, yeah. wow, how yeah. direct. And pretty cool. Th- that's a, that's a classic pit the person, super direct, right? And all he had was a pit the imbalance because everything he was eating was spicy food, fermented food, mm-hmm. you know, everything he was eating was aggravating his pit the imbalance. So we worked together for a few months. I explained his dosha type. I explained what foods were aggravating him. I explained some of the things that he was doing that was making it worse. And in a few months, like he came back, he's like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm not a jerk, you know? And I was like, no, you were just <laughs> eating wrong. That's great. <laughs> So, uh, are there are there um, are there different herbs that support, like say, if you have a vata imbalance or a pitta, that you can give along with the foods that help? Are there like yes, no, absolutely. We have so many herbs for each of the doshas. But what I really love doing is. No, I love herbs. I, you know, I will take herbs. I don't even need to be on sometimes just because I'm like, oh, I love what this does. Oh, that's fun. Um, you know, <laughs> theoretically, might as well do it. Um, but you also have your kitchen, right? Like, that's why I say first go to your kitchen. Like for Vata, if you just start cooking for somebody who identifies themselves as a Vata individual, mm-hmm. um, and I have a full quiz, you know, in my book, I also have a full quiz on my website for people who want to figure out their dosha type. But for vata, if you just start cooking with ginger and cumin, just add those two things really? into you know your foods. Right there, you will begin to reduce your vata. And and cook with ghee. Ghee is ghee. clarified butter. Yeah. Cook with ghee. Add some ginger and cumin. Your vata will go down. Okay. For pitta, if you start taking a little bit of aloe vera juice, like even just a teaspoon after lunch, and a little bit of warm water. And start adding a little bit of amla powder. Amla is um, sour, so you could substitute for lemon. But just start adding a little amla powder into your foods. That's going to reduce pitta right away, and you're doing it through your foods. Now, for kapha, kapha tends to be kind of stagnant. So adding things like um, black pepper or cloves or cinnamon into your food, you're going to reduce kapha right there. So even before you go to the herbs, yes, we have a ton of herbs. But you're going to eat anyways, you know? So if you're going to eat, why not just eat to balance your dosha first and cook with some spices mm. that will help to bring that dosha, you know, into balance. Mm. That's that's the approach I like to take. Oh, that's great. And there's, uh, uh, I, 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 uh, the name of the brand is not in my consciousness at the moment, but it'll probably come uh-huh. to me. But you can get grass-fed ghee. Uh, in a jar online. And, you know. Oh, there's several yeah. now. What's you will name? not believe. Do you guys have Costco out in Texas? We have Costco. Well, I, we're all over okay. the world. Our, our our show. Okay. No, I mean Costco. You know the Costco market. Sure. We, yeah, um, we have that. Whole, I mean, I, I love Costco. Indians love Costco. But I could not believe in my Costco there was grass-fed ghee from New Zealand. No kidding. When I saw that. <laughs> I make my own ghee yeah. and then I saw that and I was like oh my gosh they're they're you know organic grass-fed ghee from New Zealand I love New Zealand because they are so humane to the animals there yeah I was like their ghee was less expensive than like me making it myself <laughs> at home and I was like if ghee has made it to Costco like you know like Ayurveda is ready for the world if, if Costco is selling his Costco is selling and they tea. and they have a lot of organic food too. I mean, at Costco, it's crazy. 
you know yeah what i'm what i'm finding patrick is just as we're starting to understand ourselves better and this is really like my mission for people is understand yourself better make smarter choices in your in your foods and as we create that demand just by having greater consciousness and how we take care of ourselves automatically the supply is going to be there i mean yeah. you know what what like what else can we get costco to sell that's right <laughs> you know the one i i get all the time that i really like is called pure indian foods it's organic mm-hmm. grass-fed uh, ghee and you get in a jar pure organic and grass-fed that's pretty cool yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Can't ask for more. Yeah. And butter, just regular butter is great too, right? I mean, for most... Yeah. What we what we do is, I mean, you, you make ghee from sure. butter. Even just eating butter, it's not that butter is like inherently bad. It's just that ghee actually has medicinal properties uh-huh. to it. And so we use ghee as a medicine in ayurveda and it's i mean i love the taste of it it's like um a little bit like a deeper taste it's got that richer flavor than just butter so i actually prefer even the taste of ghee but in ayurveda as i said food is medicine and so we use ghee we use ghee to help treat anxiety we've been talking about fear quite a bit um okay i'm going to give you a tip patrick if you ever can't sleep you just take some ghee Rub the bottom of your feet oh. right before you go to bed. Put some socks on, oh. and you will have a deeper night's sleep. Well, <laughs> um, I'm a vata a lot, and I can I can work on a screenplay for ten hours straight. You know, just yeah, yeah. See, but that's vata. Yeah, but I don't. But I don't sleep. Yeah. So ghee on your feet. I don't sleep. Ghee on your feet at night, and then put some socks on, and that'll that'll ground that vata energy. You think so? So you would think that if you like, say, for example, me and other people that work on projects for five or ten hours, that you the ghee the the vata would just kind of run out, you know, and you'd get all vata out, and you could go to sleep. But that doesn't work for me very often. No. So the thing is that, you know, one of the fears that people who are very productive because of their, you know, vata and pitta dosha is they're worried like, oh, God, if I balance this, I'm going to lose my creativity. No. What you become is so much more focused. Grounded grounded and focused. Yes. And so you end up becoming so much more efficient. Like, let's say it was taking you 10 hours to like work on that script. You suddenly realize like, I'm getting the same amount of work. Like uh, instead of doing, you know, draft after draft after draft, like I'm knocking it out the first time. Like I did that in three hours instead of like the 10 hours. So your mind becomes super sharp, super focused. And just like you were saying before, how you were connecting to like, oh, I insulted that celebrity, right? That connection is just there even when you're awake. And so it's not that you're less creative. It's that you're actually even it's like taking you know something that's spread out and turning it into a laser beam mm-hmm. and that's the whole value right yeah. of having your doshas balances you just become so much more productive in life it just becomes easier to be you i don't want to work so hard at being no, me really i want it to be as easy as possible to be me uh here's an email for you how does ayurveda from dallas that's, that's his first name um View, hey Dallas. Hi Dallas. View addictions like alcoholism. What oh, can we talk about I'm that? So happy. Dallas, I'm loving your question. So, you know, Patrick was kind enough to mention my first book, The Prime. And so The Prime is a program I put together to help 
with food addictions, because when I started working with patients, I realized one of the challenges they were having in changing the way they ate was that our foods have been designed now to be addictive. And so that entire program is for detoxing your body and breaking the cycle of addiction to food. But that program works for all addictions because it's still the same. Neuroadaptation is still the same. And believe it or not, the gut is involved in any type of addiction, whether it's food, alcohol, drugs, all of those things have an impact on the gut that then um, work into the addiction cycle. So that entire program is designed for helping to break addictions. But the general process is still the same of, you know, understanding how to reprogram the mind and so much of that book is centered on reprogramming the mind using herbs. I already mentioned um, one of the herbs, um, uh, Brahmi. Brahmi is one of the key herbs for helping to rewire the mind. Ashwagandha also for helping the the HPA axis that your that's your stress response to reset itself. Um, and so. Ayurveda has a lot of solutions for addictions because addictions are a physical process, but they're also a mental process. And that's the whole approach in Ayurveda is using both. Now, in my second book, Sound Medicine, I talk about some of the sound techniques you can also use to help to um, move through some of the traumas of the mind. So uh, please, like if that's something that you have been, um, you know, struggling with alone, you do not need to work with an Ayurvedic practitioner. There is a lot that you can do. Hmm. What's what's your website? I want to make sure we have that too. What's It's um, Dr. Kulreet Chaudhary is my direct what website. And then um, with the work that I do with Healthy Directions, that website is Dr. K. Chaudhary. Healthy Directions. What's Healthy Directions? So Healthy Directions. So <laughs> let me back up. I was, you know, I was in India and didn't even have any plans of coming back to the U.S. And then the pandemic hit and all of a sudden I was on my book tour and was in the U.S. And suddenly I was like, okay, life brought me back to America. So I was still thinking about going back to India until Healthy Directions came to me. It's a um, it's one of the oldest supplement companies here in the U.S. and they have phenomenal physicians that they've worked with. Um, Dr. Sinatra, who is one of my personal heroes, um, he's a he's cool. well-known yeah. cardiologist. Yeah, yeah, he's phenomenal, and yeah. I, I never imagined that we'd be working together. Um, they reached out to me and said, hey, we want to start an Ayurvedic line. Do you want to work with us? And my first response was like, no, I don't think I want to do a line of supplements. Um, but then when we had this idea of teaching people about Ayurveda, explaining to them how trauma creates disease in the body, and then like, what are the key Ayurvedic herbs like the key things that you need hmm. to liberate yourself to live the life you want, then I was like, hey, wait a minute. This sounds phenomenal. This work, sounds yeah. like, yeah. yeah, this sounds like everything I've ever wanted to do. And, you know, they've given me a platform to share the work that I'm doing with the Jedi medicine or the Siddha medicine in India. Um, and so it's the, the com it's the first company that I have ever launched like a brand with and the brand is very 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 heavy 
in knowledge and in and empowering people to really be able to understand who they are and how to live the life they want to. Yeah, he's a cool guy. We talked to him a couple of years ago. He, I, I really liked him, Sinatra. Oh, can I just tell you? So first of all, like I, I, I geek out. Like um, one of my heroes was, you know, a quantum physicist. And the first time I ever met him, I was just like freaking out. I was so excited to meet him. And so I really geek out when I meet people that I have like just tremendous amount of like intellectual respect, but also I, res- I have a lot of respect for his approach to medicine and connecting like the emotions, you know, to... Um, to how your body's doing and when i found out that like you know we'll we'll be working together i was freaking out i was like oh my god you know like don't don't be a fan girl like you know like <laughs> take it down a notch <laughs> don't be a fan girl <laughs> yeah it's like treat him treat him like a human being but it's just it's purely just like out of respect i really respect um who he is and what he's accomplished and also just his humility those were the qualities that really drawn drew me to this company is there was just so much humility so much heart and mind you know in the physicians that were working with them and just as the group i was like man like what what did i do you know at what point where I, you know, deserve the opportunity to be able to work with a group like this. So it's it's been pretty awesome. Good it's one car- of the reasons why I decided to stay in America. Yeah, good karma, baby. It's got good karma, man. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. So, um, so like in these healthy directions, for example, uh, you've mentioned Brahmi. If somebody wants to try that, yeah. Uh, are they in capsules and you could just take a dry herb and, and they work yes. like that? Yes. Yeah, so we're we're in the process right now of putting all of that together. I'm putting oh. it, it's like a dream come true because they basically said what would be like if 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 hmm. if you could do anything, what are the things that you would put together? Wow. And so it's a very east meets west approach and I was like, "Oh my god, this is like the Disneyland moment where you have too many rides you want to go on at once and you're just looking around." And so I'm putting together all of my favorite herbs. Some of them will be in singer, sing, single herb forms. Mm-hmm. Other ones I'm going to combine like with particular um, Western components of nutraceuticals that I've always used together. Um, and I've also putting together like an entire program for the supplements I recommend like through the Prime as well as a mind-gut program. So all of these things are in development right now. I believe even some of the herbs will be available starting um, this summer. It's been kind of a, a you know a moving target because of COVID. Everything got backed up, yeah. but we're just about to launch all of this. And like you know, Patrick, when you like when you're just working from your heart, I know you know this because I'm sure you feel this way with with the interviews and everything that you're doing. Like when you're working for your from your heart and you're just like. Oh my gosh, this is what I have been wanting to give like to the world. This is what I've been wanting to give to people. Like for example, one of the ingredients for all of the herbs I'm putting in quotes because it's not a typical ingredient is the use of sound. So all of the herbs wow. are being exposed to some of the ancient healing sounds and my husband actually recorded them. Um, and you're yeah, putting those into the herbs. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah, so my husband did the recording. He's um he's a not a yogi, so he 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 uses sound healing. And so he recorded them. And so the herbs in the facilities are exposed to my husband's recording 
of these ancient healing sounds and so like you know you don't you don't get opportunities to do stuff like that and so it's it's been really wonderful to take some of the most ancient principles and and incorporate them into a modern product without you know without people having to come all the way to india to visit me there and get them well in the beginning was the word Yes, exactly. And that's my, that's the whole point of my book. You summarized and the word was made God, medicine. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. just summarized sound medicine. <laughs> yeah, I, my spiritual path is Ekankar, and uh, my mm-hmm. spiritual teacher has taught us that uh, a soul can live without the light, but not the sound. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's cr- exactly, and that it was the understanding of the siddhas too. You know, that's the, what, what they the taught. Siddhas? The siddhas, yeah. Yeah, the the Jedi, the, the Jedi medicine. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it goes way, way back. And uh, here's an email for you. I am Kafa. Good for you. Mm-hmm. And I've started having high blood pressure. Oh, I just started on meds. Oh, but prefer not to be on them forever. What would you suggest? Oh. So here's the here's the beauty of Kafa, and here's the challenge of Kafa. Kapha responds so well mm-hmm. to diet. It's not going to just reduce your blood pressure by following the diet. It just Kapha is naturally so strong that when you eat properly for Kapha, everything gets better. Mm. If you can begin to reduce the foods that increase Kapha, like um, sugar, animal products, dairy, you know, meat, dairy, and sugar your kapha is naturally going to come down. I mean, just by making those dietary changes, if you can start to aim for a more vegan diet, it doesn't have to be every day, maybe start with like Monday, Wednesday, Friday is your vegan diet. That's automatically going to improve your cholesterol without any other intervention. But it's not cholesterol, it's uh, high blood pressure, right? I'm sorry, I keep thinking cholesterol because usually you get yeah. high blood pressure, cholesterol. High cholesterol and all that and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it all comes together. It's metabolic syndrome and then um, high high blood sugars. Right. Um, but it, it's the same. It's still the same thing. Even the high blood pressure due to kapha, you still do it by simply following a kapha pacifying diet, which is a predominantly you know vegan diet. But just like I said, just do it a few t- days a week. There is a specialty that I recommend, really easy to make. It's just cumin seeds, coriander seeds, and fennel seeds you do about a teaspoon of each boil those in about four cups of water (coughs) excuse me i'm still getting over a cold that's all right four cups of water strain out the seeds and sip that throughout the day that lowers kapha (coughs) that actually balances all doshas hmm that's really, really good for kapha as well. Just gonna take a sip of water. That's right. So um, there's quite a few people we've had on to suggest <laughs> high blood pressure is also a dehydration thing too. Not enough water, do you think? It depends on the dosha involvement. Excuse me, I just I'm sucking on licorice now. Oh, for, for your little, for your little yeah, thing. Yes, to help my. That's all right. That's what this is. That's right. We're going to let you do that. I, I got to do. I want to do one commercial anyway. So we're okay. going to we're going to just uh, let you chill for a second, and uh, and then uh, drink your water and eat your licorice and let food be your medicine and medicine be your whatever. What, what's that thing? Well, I had something here I wanted to play for you, 
And where is it? I don't know. Oh well, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do this one. I'll show you. I'll do this one. Hmm. We believe by experience and the literature to back it up that distilled water bubbled with hydrogen is a very good way to go. George Wiseman is an authority on hydrogen. 98% of my fluid intake of all beverages have been distilled water that's been bubbled with the Browns gas. I am now younger uh, biologically than I was back then. This is why I'm saying that a lot of what happens with spring water, for example, is you get not only you might get the hydrogen, but you'll get minerals that are not necessarily bioavailable. A lot of places has excess calcium, for example. It ends up with calcium deposits in the body because you're getting too much calcium, even if it is bioavailable. Now that I've been inhaling the hydrogen, I find that I get my major nutrition, which is the hydrogen, calorie-free, so I was able to lose a few extra pounds. The cells won't regenerate. You won't have stem cells and that sort of thing uh. if you haven't got enough hydrogen. Your cells have a certain life, and, and they're shutting down if they're not getting their hydrogen. They're literally dehydrating. That's where the word comes yeah. from. Dehyd- oh, go figure. Dehydration. <laughs> oh, which is dehydrogen. Exactly. Whoa. Maybe you'd like to eat a little less food and stay hydrated. And we know how important hydration is. It's like key. The AquaQ machine bubbles hydrogen gas in your water and also breathe it in your body. 10% off. Actually, it's 20% off. Patrick, you don't know what you're talking about. You're just a dumb talk show host. At 20% off, use promo code OneRadio on OneRadioNetwork.com. 20% off. And uh, you can drink the hydrogen water, breathe the gas. I think it's an incredible technology. I've been breathing the hydrogen gas for about, um, um, oh, gosh, two years now, two and a half years. And, uh, you know, of course, I still don't sleep, but, you know, that's another thing, you know. <laughs> From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Kulreet Chandre and uh, two books called The Prime and Sound Medicine, right? Right? And Sound Medicine. Yes. How's your licorice doing for your little... It's doing great. I always have, like, little things around the house. I had the great pleasure of, of uh, being able to be with my nieces over the weekend who, of course, were fighting their cold and just licking me, kissing me, putting <laughs> oh, their food in my food. And I was like, all right, bring it on. This is how we build immunity. Just, you know, kiss a kid, lick a kid, like, right. let them lick you. And that's how, that's how you build your immunity. That's right. That's how you do it. Uh, we only yeah. have a few minutes left because we're going to do our little thing on the Constitution and this whole... Sure. Roe v. Wade thing, but before we go, um, where was I? Oh, uh, somebody wants to know: Is it possible to arrange a session with you long distance? Not, not any further. I used to do um, patient consultations, um, but now with the work I'm doing with Healthy Directions, I'm really transitioning more into um, creating programs for larger audiences. There's just there's just a limit in how much you can do one-on-one as much as I love it. I'm realizing just how much of this information is, is needed. So now everything that I have spent decades teaching my patients through one-on-one sessions, I'm going to be um, teaching through my webpage with healthy directions and different programs that we'll be doing together. I see. Um, so we were, we were talking about the high blood pressure mm-hmm. and before 
did, did the commercial. What right, do you think about regarding using more water. water? Do you think that's that's a viable thing? It feels like so it. The, I've known people that see, have lowered Ayurveda, their blood pressure though, just drinking more water. I've known them. In in Ayurveda, the, Patrick, the, the response is always, which dosha is asking the question? Uh-huh. You see? So just like everything else, it's going to work for some people. It's not going to work for other people. And when you look for what was the reason it worked for this person, you'll go, Oh, well, that was predominantly a vata dosha, which tends to run dry, mm-hmm. right? And so increasing hydration would help somebody with a vata imbalance. So whenever we talk about any type of intervention, it's always in reference to, well, which dosha is causing the problem and which one are we trying to balance? So it's never a one-size-fits-all approach, and that's why it works so well. And that's why I tell everybody, know your dosha. It will teach you how to live. It makes living so much easier. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Um, here's another vata that wants to know, I'm a vata. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of vatas out there, baby. I'm a vata and I can get constipation. I can get constipated mm. at a drop of a hat. Yes. Uh, so, what are some things for classic. constipated? Classic vata, right? Classic. That's a classic vata issue. Yeah. First thing is trifla. 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 This is one of my hero herbs. This is one of the formulations I'm creating with Healthy Directions. I'm tweaking a little bit to add um, certain probiotic stains. It's strains. I'm adding a formulation for trifla, like my ideal trifla. Um, trifla is just made of three berries. Mm-hmm. It's spelled T-R-I-P-H-A-L-A. And these three berries are phenomenal for gut health and for regular bowel movements you can start at a thousand to two thousand milligrams at night um take it regularly i would say for about six months Mm. and then once you know things are normalized you can um, switch to taking it like three or four times a week it's not a laxative that's the beauty of trifla is it's not something that is making you go it's something that is re-establishing your gut intelligence cool, cool. and re-establishing your microbiome so that you're doing it all on your own is more oil and uh, gooey stuff good too for vata it is vata. it is but if there's an accumulation of toxins in the gut um, you, what you want to do is to remove those toxins first yeah. and to balance your microbiome, but then adding like ghee into your diet and adding, you know, spices, like I said, um, the cumin, and the ginger, ginger. You know, those are wonderful spices for, for Vata. But when constipation is already established, that you've, you've got to add something like, you know, trifla. And trifla in there. Yeah. So uh, we're just going to have to have you back. We have more questions here. Um, <laughs> Uh, what does your guests think about mushrooms as medicinal usage? Like, um, and can you recommend putting ghee in your coffee? Those are good questions. Uh, what about oh, medicinal? I love yeah. that. Can I, can I start with the ghee in your coffee? First yeah. of all, yes, you can put ghee in your coffee. And then what I want you to do is start reducing your coffee yeah, right. <laughs> and yeah. stay with the ghee. So many, most of my patients are coffee drinkers. So what I recommend for them is you know first like do half half like half decaf half mm-hmm. caffeinated um and then add something like a dandelion root to slowly dilute your coffee down um but there's no problem to adding ghee as you are slowly decreasing you know your coffee intake um and then in terms i'm sorry patrick there was medicinal uh, mushrooms what about medicinal too. mushrooms 
So mush- mushrooms are interesting. They're not used routinely in Ayurvedic medicine, and yet they're used quite a bit in traditional Chinese medicine. And that's something I've always like tried to figure out because you know they do have a common lineage. One of the things with mushrooms, they are heating. Many of the mushrooms are heating, so you do have to be careful if you're, um, you know, with the individual. One of the reasons why in Ayurveda we don't use mushrooms that much, um, not that they still can't be medicinal, but the theory behind it is that they are living off of the energy of the dying. And so it's something that's not necessarily used long term in Ayurveda. Um, now, I don't think that they don't have any role. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, when, when used in the appropriate circumstances, you know, for short term, I think they can have a lot of benefits, but it's not something that we recommend for long term mm-hmm. use in Ayurveda. So again, so people who are kind of honing in on their dosha and they want to mm-hmm. find foods to balance, where's the best place? You have stuff on, on things on your website to show them that? Yeah, so I have a dosha quiz on my website. It's a, it, there's a dosha quiz also in my book. There's many different dosha quizzes. Um, you know, and I chose foods to one balance, that I felt right. like had the key parts. Yeah, and yeah. Then foods to balance. And that would be on the coleridgechandre.com, Dr. Uh-huh. Uh, that one. Uh-huh. Um, and then, so I'm going to try ginger cumin. See, I could do ginger cumin and ghee and do vegetables and that, right? Absolutely. That'd be good. Absolutely. That'd be good and for I me. have on... I'm sorry, go ahead, Patrick. Then that would be good for me because I'm a vodka Absolutely, guy. absolutely. And I have a bunch of information. My Healthy Directions website is just Dr. K. Chaudhry. Okay. And we have a bunch of information on Ayurveda on that as well. That's okay, Shandra. So will you come back sometime? You got it. Yeah. Let's, it's a date. Yeah, let's do it sometime because, okay. you know, you're, you're fun to talk to. And, and I think it's so um, important to really understand. I mean, this goes back 7,000 years. I mean, come on. Yeah. It at least if it wouldn't be around this long if there wasn't something to it right I mean, exactly come on really oops exactly. somebody's else trying to get in here oops. for this for the next show all right uh thank you doc we appreciate it we uh, really thanks for coming on the show and we'll see you real soon okay thank you thank you dr chandre oh yeah that's okay so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a break here because our next guest is coming on and we're gonna talk about the Constitution with Richard Proctor, Dr. Kulreet Chandre. Really good. Her books are called The Prime and also um, Sound Medicine. Sound Medicine. And uh, I didn't know that two people could come in and, and, and do that at one time. So that's pretty interesting. That was great. Okay, so I didn't know it was 11.30 already. So uh, stay right there. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk about the Constitution with Richard Proctor, who knows his stuff about that. Thank you. Take care. Be right back. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.